Right now, new and returning vidIQ customers can buy one month of vidIQ and get the second month free. This offer is going on until July 31st and can be used towards a purchase of either a pro or boost level account. All you have to do is visit vidIQ.com bonus. If you've been looking to unlock our full suite of tools, now is a great time. You have until July 31st, vidIQ.com bonus. It's been less than a year for today's guest. They started YouTube in June of 2020, and now they're finding themselves on the cusp of a gold play button. So let's talk about how somebody achieves over 850,000 subscribers in less than a year with a gaming channel today in 2021. Welcome to Tube Talk, the show dedicated to helping you become a better video creator so you can get more views, subscribers, and build your audience. Brought to you by vidIQ. Download for free at vidIQ.com. Welcome back to Tube Talk. I am Dan Carson. Thank you so much for joining us. Now, a little bit different today. On the vidIQ side, joining me is Travis, one of our YouTube coaches. How's it going? Hey, it's going great. Uh, having a good time because I'm uh, definitely going to talk to one of my favorite creators that we've been working with for a while. And uh, I know so many people want to know how to grow on YouTube, and there's a lot of gamers that listen to this podcast. I think you are going to gain a lot of really great insights today. Yes, I want to thank you for introducing me. Our guest today is Lizzie of Sopo Squad Gaming. How are you? Hi, I'm good. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you for agreeing to do the show. We've been wanting to get to talk to you for some time. So this is Yeah, very yeah. I know. Everything's always just been so hectic, but it's great to sit down with you and Travis. Well, tell everybody just a little bit about your channel and what you guys do on YouTube. All right. Uh, we're, you know... Sopo Squad Gaming, our main channel, um, is the gaming channel. We also uh, do family vlogs as well. Uh, we're a family, you know, me, my husband, and four kids. Ages, let's see, I got a four-year-old, seven, nine, and 11. So it's a big family project at the end of the day. <laughs> yes. Yeah, very, very big family project. There's a lot of us, um, which is, you know, awesome because it just gives us a lot of different you know, avenues to go in when it comes to content creation. Uh, there's just always so much going on, but it's always super hectic as well. So it's um, logistically complicated, but at the end of the day, pretty, pretty amazing. It's, you know, a fun story to share. It's been a wild ride. It's been awesome. Um, when you met, when I met you, Travis, you changed everything. Um, at that point, I had a family channel, um, Sobo Squad Family, and had been doing the gaming as well. Probably was putting more effort into the vlog at that time, but uh, this is, I'm trying to remember the exact date, like probably around when um, the COVID lockdown started, uh, I was putting like more attention to the channels because we were home and able to film more um, on the gaming side. So I was doing that and um, I met with Travis and, and everything sort of changed. At that point, I had the small family channel like maybe 1k 2k subs um and the gaming channel uh had recently been doing a little better at like 2 to 3k subs and we were just cranking out content um trying to find something that hit and trying to figure out what the best way to go about things was it was really confusing i was completely lost at the point i met you travis and you were spending a tremendous amount of time like editing everything and doing like you were a one woman show for sure and you still kind of yeah. are yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm trying <laughs> I'm to get you from better. doing that. <laughs> I know. I know. You're helping me little, little, little steps at a time. Yeah. Figure, but, figure so, that out. So you had two channels that were doing okay. They were they yeah. were fine, but you weren't really happy with where they were. Otherwise, you wouldn't have, you know, looked for coaching and stuff. Tell us 
where were you at kind of mentally and emotionally in yeah. your YouTube journey where you were like, okay, I just need to get help. Or was it, was it this the last shot you were giving it or was it just another idea yeah. or what was that? Yeah. Good question. Good question. Um, so a little more background actually is that I was on Instagram for a long time. I'm a photographer. Um, I do, you know, commercial children's clothing. I, I had a lot of success on Instagram, um, both finding new commercial clients for uh, children's clothing photography uh, and also doing some, you know, influencer type stuff, had some brand deals, you know, just a lot going on for me, you know, on that platform. And I decided to take the plunge into YouTube. Um, I had dabbled in maybe creating a few videos here and there. Not great. I don't even know if you could call them creations rather than just, you know, slapping up some family home videos. And um, it, ironically enough, it was almost two years to the date because uh, it was the day after my birthday. That's how I remember it was exactly two years. I had sort of told myself like I would really take the plunge in YouTube. Like I was, I was going to do it like for real. And so I started doing vlogs, like like paying attention to what I could create, not just throwing random stuff up there, doing some research and trying to find, you know, our niche and stuff like that. And so although our channels were doing fairly well for someone new on YouTube, I had, you know, been on Instagram for many years and had a ton of success, like 200 and over, like close to 250K followers. So I expected to do better on YouTube just because I felt like I had an audience and it just didn't cross over. It was just, I was like, oh my gosh, this, this isn't right. Like SEO wise, I was like, I mean, this is a disaster. I'm doing something wrong. Like nothing I could do. I could get any progress on. It's actually, I think I was getting less views at the point. Um, I started talking to Travis. So I was like, how is this possible? And so I reached out, you know, I was like, I, I just knew I was missing a piece of the puzzle. Like I thought the content was good. I, um, I thought there was an audience out there for us, but I couldn't find them. I could, I could not, I could not find them on my own. So that's sort of where I was at when I came to you. So you had these, these two channels, obviously um, your husband and your kids were in them. Uh, what, uh, and I imagine the kids were loving it because, you know, they get to be on YouTube, which is one yeah. of the things. How, how was the support from your husband? What was he thinking about all this? He's awesome. Cause he, he, it jumps in there and does a lot, especially with the gaming. Um, he's always been um, with this, this is kind of a funny term. I don't know if you know, but like baby wrangler, like the kids have been in like the modeling industry for a long time. And the mm -hmm. term is baby wrangler for the person that like keeps the talent happy. Now, is there a grown up term for baby wrangler? Probably. I don't know it. Like <laughs> talent wrangler or whatever, but he had always been really good at that. Like every time we ever went to like a shoot, you know, they would always, um, people would always just like suck them in and be like, you know, make, make the kids laugh, be goofy, blah, blah, blah. And he, and he could, he was always good on the fly. And then, um, also, when I did photography for a long time, he was the same thing, like, you know, kind of wrangling everybody. Um, didn't at the time not did not know a lot about the tech side of things. So like like Travis was saying, like a lot of the just logistics was plopped on, you know, my desk because it was like, you know, it's just so complicated, you know, putting up a video and um, editing it and thumbnails and everything. So he right. was like, he, like I said, he was like, he helped me create stuff. And then um, I had to figure out how to put it all together and you know, make it all work. So <laughs> that's sort of how that came to be. I want to step back for just a moment and uh, talk a little bit about the game itself. Uh, I've always, so the, the game you play on your channel is, is called Roblox, but it, there's a little more to it than that. I've always referred to Roblox as a game of games. Uh, for, for anyone who doesn't know out there, could you explain a little bit more about Roblox? Okay. Yeah. So yeah, because Roblox is like a platform, right? And it has many, 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 many different games on it. Um, traditionally, uh, 
it's more for a younger audience, but people of all ages play it. Um, you know, uh, I pretty much, I'm pretty sure anybody can put a game on Roblox because Parker's nine and made one and put, put one up there. <laughs> so it's like, you'll find quite a range of stuff. You may stumble across something like Colton, my four-year-old, like he just is like scroll click and he puts on the craziest game. I think there's one called Insane Elevator, which is just like you go in an <laughs> elevator and you explode. I don't know. I haven't played it. Um, but that's what Roblox is. It's like all these games. And then the the popular, the most popular game on the platform is Adopt Me. And I, oh, I'm i trying to remember the exact number. I think it's 20. Okay. Yeah. So um, they just reached 20 billion visits. Um, 20 billion? I think 20 billion visits last week. Yeah. Oh my god! So I know, yeah, it's incredible. Uh, it's a popular game. I, I if you go on Roblox itself, you'll have like a it'll say like what's popular, and it'll say like what's up and coming. So you just have all these tabs. You know, you can go and jump into different games. Um, and uh, it's like some of them are new games, some of them, you know, are, are old games. But for the most part, Adopt Me, which is what we play mostly on our Sobo Squad Gaming channel. Um, is Adopt Me. And Adopt Me, like, um, is, I, on average, I would say 500, like, if you go and see how many people in it, 500K updates, a million, 1.5. I've seen 2 million people playing all at once. Like, they've broken Roblox before because they're <laughs> so huge. And it's so crazy to think of. But I would say Adopt Me is their most popular game, but we do like to play a lot of games all over Roblox. And that's another one of the things that's totally mind-blowing to have a star code like with Roblox is like insane. My kids have been playing Roblox since they were little. This is not just something like that they did recently. Like they they like have been playing for years and years and years on the platform, playing different games. And Cameron's been on Adopt Me for a long time. She actually just got her 500 day login streak. So well wow. before we blew up, you know, she was already into it. Um, and so it's it's insane to uh, to have a, you know like be a part of uh, Roblox in particular because. I think it's a great platform. Even my mom plays it now. She's 72. <laughs> so it's pretty cool. That's amazing. The Roblox is probably one of the most popular games on, on YouTube itself, I would say. Yeah, yeah. There's a huge audience for it. Um, and it's awesome. And yeah. I, yeah, I like to think that it's, it's cool because, cause it cut, cause it can reach that broad audience, you know, because, um, maybe more people like me parents are discovering um it's is a friendly place to play with your kids you know it's got like the kind of games that can span three generations like it is with us so so let's talk about um shortly after we started working together uh what happened to then take everything from kind of the normal everyone's kind of experiencing youtube to this really weird explosive <laughs> growth uh, and i remember the the weekend that you emailed me about it it was you were very excited i wasn't yeah. sure exactly <laughs> to what degree things were happening little did i know how big that was uh tell us about that that video that moment how'd you found that video what that moment felt like and what you thought was going on okay so yeah it, it is a little bit like you know what you think you can always go back over stuff and then analyze the numbers and it gives you like a little bit more information as to what exactly was going on and we've done that a little bit but you know, when I look at it, it's sort of like a big picture thing, like like not just one single event, but a bunch of things coming together. Like, for example, um, on the gaming channel, I felt like when we developed it from the ground up, we had the right audience, like from the first person that started watching it, 
like they liked gaming, they liked adopt me, they liked, you know, that channel. I think I may have struggled more with my family channel because I had brought over, you know, people that were into children's, you know, clothing photography into into like kid style and, and all that stuff. And then I started doing vlogs and it was like I brought the wrong audience over is is kind of what I thought. Like I really, you know, um maybe built it up without finding the right audience or maybe I titled something wrong. I don't know what I did wrong, but something was not right on that channel because it was just I was struggling to just get the right people watching it, you know, low watch time, everything. But when it came to gaming, I felt like we something hit. And even more so like my daughter, uh, she has a TikTok. And so she'd, she'd create like little TikToks about like the game. And so people would come over from that. So it was like, it, it was certain, we were certain that people were into what we were watching. So that was huge. I think as it started to get bigger and bigger, you know, it was like, okay, right away, like these people are, you know, watching a longer amount of these videos, you know, more likely to click on them. It's super hot game. It was it was the right thing to do. So um, we did fairly well, but no big explosion. So I think the big explosion kind of comes down to, you know, it was summer. It was the, there was the lockdown. There was like more people watching games along with a, a particular event. Um, my daughter uh, was out during the lockdown. One of the few times we ever went anywhere, we were out riding a bike around the neighborhood. And um, she fell off her bike and broke her arm. And she was in the hospital and we were kind of doing, you know, the gaming at that point. Like it was nowhere near that level. Maybe we had like 2K subs or something, you know, getting, you know, I don't know, maybe uh, 1K or 2K views. If that a video, I don't, I have to go back and look. But uh, so she broke her arm and, and she had to have surgery on it. And she was in the hospital and this was like super blah. And it was just like really emotional and crazy. And I thought, uh, maybe we should surprise her with something when she gets home. So I asked her what her dream pet would be in the game. And, uh, she was, you know, she was like for the surgery, she would, she mentioned a particular pet. So I told my husband, I was like, you gotta go trade for this pet. And he had never even recorded anything on his own. Like he didn't even know how to turn the camera on. I don't think like, I was like, put it, put the camera on, put, put record. This is the button. Just record you and Parker trying to get this pet for her. I just think it'll be fun. I didn't even know if, it would even work out. I didn't even know if we would post it. I was like, either way, we're just going to have the pet to give her. They ended up getting the pet. The video worked out. And then um, when she got home from the hospital, like the next day, they sat to play and he su surprised her. And I, the video did really well because it was like real. It was just something that I think people were excited to see. Uh, and then after we did that, along with Travis helping me, like with advice on how do you title these things? How do you like, what kind of tags do you use? What do you put in the description? What do you do in the thumbnail? Like, he had been training me. I can't remember how long until, like, was it, I can't remember how many calls we had, but whatever you told me, I knew right away what to do. And so when I put those videos up, I just kept kind of riding that wave of the the the, the people that had come and seen the Dream Pet, you know, sort of explosion into another really big thing that happened in the game. Um, so it's like we just had a lot of stuff that was exciting in the game. And then knowing how to take those awesome moments along with the trend of the game itself being super popular and just like keep putting it out there. So I think that's it. I don't trust. Was that it? Is that something around the lines of what you think? Happened? I mean, it sounds right to me. <laughs> Tell me like what that felt like. Cause I, I know there must've been a little bit of confusion at first. Like, wait a minute, these numbers seem awfully big from what I'm used to seeing yeah. to then seeing like all the comments come in. Like, what was that moment like? Wow. <laughs> uh, it was crazy. Uh, there's a little bit of like trepidation because 
it's funny because you always tell yourself like, oh, if this, if something works out, like I'll just be excited. But what happens when something ends up working out, you tend to be nervous sometimes. Like some people are better at Mm -hmm. like taking in the excitement. But for me, I was like, oh my gosh, um, I just really want this to work. I was excited, but also like, I just couldn't feel like I could let, let like anything slide. Like, cause it was, because it was working. Like it was super amazing and nerve wracking and like, if you can see my hands are like, you know, when you're like, "Ah, mind blown, (laughs) mind blown. So that's, um, that's what it was like. This episode of Tube Talk is brought to you by vidIQ's channel audit tool, a sort of report card for how your YouTube channel has been performing. When you're in your YouTube studio, the channel audit tool can be found on the left-hand side once you've installed vidIQ on either your Chrome or Firefox browser. As long as you've authenticated your channel, clicking on channel audit will give you a bird's eye view of your videos from the last 30, 60, or even 90 days. I personally use this tool to look for patterns with my content. What types of videos are currently getting the most views per hour? Which videos drove a lot of viewers to subscribe? What types of videos are my competitors creating and how do mine compare? What are the search terms bringing people to my channel in the first place? And if this is sounding like a lot of questions, well, that's probably because I ask too many questions. But that's why I love this tool, because I can get answers to all of them and more. You can access the channel audit tool for free when you download the vidIQ extension at vidIQ.com. So what about the kids? What did they think? Or were they even kind of, were they slightly even oblivious to what was going on? Or did you let them know? Or what was going on? <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Um, the... I had to say the younger two were a bit obl- oblivious, but also, you know, excited. Um, but I think my daughter who would put the work in was probably like th- the most excited. Like she, she really did and has worked a ton at this. Um, like she's been like integral to make it happen. She's like a little color, like, like a little marketing genius or whatever. Cause she's just like, she'll like make, you know, she makes clothes for the game. She, um she makes TikToks. She just like, does it um and in a very natural way because you know no i guess no bad habits no real marketing <laughs> experience you know being a kid and so she's done a good job just doing what she enjoys because um on that on that side of things like kids don't you know they don't do stuff they don't do stuff for nothing nothing they don't do it cuz they don't find it fun so there's always been a really genuine aspect for her to, to do what she enjoys. Um, like she creates like GFX characters, like little, I can't even explain them. It's like 3d software to make, to make like, like, uh, your game character, um, like dress it up and stuff. I don't even know how to use. And I'm pretty tech savvy. So she's done a lot of different things, um, on her end as we grow and learned new things and, and been excited too, but also, uh, you know, there's ups and downs. It's like, sometimes she doesn't want to do stuff and, Sometimes she's just all over it. But again, that's like with having so many kids, sometimes it's like there's always a kid who's like into a new game or into doing something different. And we try to switch it up. So we all always all have fun. So Dan's going to ask you a little bit later on about the multiple channels and, you know, the the aspects of that. But beyond that, um, you know, if you add all three of your channels together, you have over a million subscribers, which is really it's incredible. Crazy. I mean, that's insane. Yeah. So you went into this lockdown with under maybe a combined three or 4,000, maybe 5,000 subscribers. Yeah. Uh, when the lockdown starts to loosen up and, you know, maybe at some point kids start going back to school, you'll be over a million this, for kids. Like, especially since your gaming channel and, um, your, both your gaming channels are kind of aimed at kids. Uh, your kids are now potentially, mini famous amongst their <laughs> friends and stuff. I would love to hear 
what that's been like so far and what you expect it to be like when things kind of get back more where they're like out and hanging out with friends and stuff more often. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. It, it is a unique um, circumstance. Like it's not like, I mean, there's just no other circumstance that's been like this. Like there's been no lockdown. There's no like, oh, hey, your channel blew up and then you couldn't, you know, go outside without a mask on. Like this is like a very unique situation. So I've wondered that. Like, well, what would it be like if this had all happened and we were still out and about, like around people doing stuff? Like, would they get recognized more? Like, what what would it be like? I mean, they already are, you know, like people, they go to a really, really small private school um, and you know, the kids there know they do it, but I think everybody's like super cool about it. Like occasionally they'll just be like, um, just ask them questions about the channel and, um, you know, be excited for them. But it, it's, it has been weird how like they're, I don't know. It's like, I feel, I don't feel famous. Like, I don't, I don't know how to explain that. Like, I don't know if like, <laughs> I don't know, I don't know if there's like some sort of light bulb that goes off in people's <laughs> brain where they're like, Ooh, me, but I just feel like a regular person. Um, and, uh, you know, we're just like doing what we can <sighs> on the kids side. It's a little bit different. Cause I, my daughter, you know, has like a ton of amazing, amazing fans. There have been some occasions where, you know, some of the feedback isn't great and isn't positive. So it's, it's hard. It's hard to, to think, you know, your kids feelings, um, could get hurt or, you know, the aspect of it that is negative because so much of it is positive. But it's you like you you gotta get thick skin um, with some of the things that people say and do. And what are you what are you telling the kids about this sort of thing? Like, what are you trying to instill yeah, in that's them? That's a yeah, that's a good question. So, because I did Instagram and I did photography, you know, I'd been on you know social media for a while, and so like they were almost like like uh, taught since they were little, like to let haters' comments roll off your back. Like we've kind of tried to like laugh at them because I'm pretty sure there's sometimes not much you can do besides laugh at how ridiculous some of the hate is like it's maybe one of the best tactics to just like spot it and then just try to be like okay like all right that's a bit um that's a bit intense you know what I mean when people like throw out stuff that's just super hateful like um since they were young you know I've even mentioned on you know anytime anyone's commented something like try to have been like See, this is ridiculously mean. Like, isn't this so, you know, what up, blah, 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 blah. So they kind of, um, thankfully, had heard it before. And I'm really grateful for that because uh, I know social media is so crazy. And there's so many times where people can get their feelings hurt. You know, kids, they should start taking social media classes. Like, I should like, include it yeah, right? in school, you know, include it when they're teaching them calculus or before calculus <laughs> <laughs> like you know basic basic math because um i think it's an important thing to know because it affects how you feel and how everybody feels is important um like to to be able to handle that kind of stuff is just super super important and we try to be good members like of the community i'd say none of us are like perfect human beings but we see that people look at us within gaming like within the show and try to Try to just be good people. That's like it. Just I'm like at the base of it, no one is just some saint and and does everything right, every move of their life. But like our goal is to be good people. And I'm like, if you're a good person, that comes through. One thing I'm curious about is because we know you have multiple channels, and that is something that we are very careful to advise creators of doing because every channel requires a certain amount of focus. But yeah, that's so true. 
as you grow, let's say you're a creator who wants to kind of explore other things, maybe a channel where you're kind of doing behind the scenes vlogs and things like that. When do you feel is the right time in your YouTube journey to launch another channel? Hmm. That's a good question. Um, and one that Travis helped me answer, uh, like having, having him was incredible. Um, you know, to speak to someone that knows stuff about YouTube was the absolute best thing in the world. I don't know Travis's memory of the first time we ever talked, but I was like desperate for someone to talk to about YouTube. It can feel really like lonely sometimes. Um, it's, it's a lot of people are kind of like me, or I don't know if it's a lot, but some people are like me where their friends don't do it. Their family doesn't do it. They just do it. And then they feel like they don't have um, someone to talk to. So I was really, really grateful um, when I met Travis and I knew right away, you know, he was giving me like stellar advice because it was working immediately. So I'd say he gave me the advice of when to start the next channel um, and having him around was really, really helpful for that. But I think because, you know, it pretty much comes down to, you know, having the audience and then also wanting, you know, to expand a little bit. I mean, it's definitely true that it it took a lot of time and energy to do additional ones, but we've tried to focus on the main one, like not doing it at the expense of the main channel. Cause I, I could see a little of that as we, it's like, as our attentions are going this way and that, but it was also like really important for us too, because the second channel we kind of play different games on. And um, that, that again, that feeds like the side of you that wants to explore. So I think that's the coolest part about it is sort of like having the main channel and also having, you know, um, something where you're like, you know what, I know this game doesn't hit. Like we just, for example, um, I'm not, it's going to be up soon or it's like unlisted right now, but there's a video where we did fall guys. Fall guys hasn't been popular. I was like, like looking for tags. I was like, do, 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 do fall guys. Oh, oh, well, nope. Like <laughs> everything was like six months old. And I was like, well, whatever, you know, um, I still want to do it. So I think that that's the cool part about the second channel, but we do try to make sure, um, we're, uh, also, you know, posting as much as we want and uh, hitting all the big updates on Adopt Me and um, making time for everything because time is the hardest, the hardest thing to find in this industry. My question to you is, what would you tell Lizzie from a year ago about becoming a successful YouTuber? And what did she not know that you know now? Wow. Okay. That's tough. That's definitely tough. Um, there's a lot there's a, there's a lot to it, like to, to have the explosion, have it happen really suddenly. I, I mean, it's like, oh, boo, poor you explode overnight. Like, like, oh, I'm, you know what I mean? It's not like the kind of thing you feel sad for someone about, but it also, there's a process where, where people, um, you know, can grow. Like you mentioned that Travis, like how it is hard to scale, you know, how it's to do all that work, um, without having some sort of like little bit of, of growth come slowly so you can adapt and take it in and stuff. So I, I would say I'd have to note that like when I was doing it, like I know some people do this for years, like in years and years and years, and it does take a lot of work. So it doesn't sound like I put a lot of time in like without it being a struggle, but like, I promise, I promise it felt like a struggle. Cause I, I, I took like my photography career. I was like making money. I was making money on Instagram. I gave everything up to do this. Like I worked like a ton. I, I, I didn't take on clients. I didn't, I didn't do anything but this. And so I would say I put like, like close, maybe nine months in of working full-time having, you know, given up my job, like, like hoping so bad it worked out. Um, so I was like, 
I was like, I would feel like the burn, like when things didn't do well, I was like, oh, this is going to do well. This is going to do well. So um, I, maybe I would tell myself, just don't feel bad in those moments where it didn't hit because just sticking with it and continuing to try is, is, is important because that's what ended up working for me. So I, I suppose I'd maybe let it have stung less in the past because it because it ended up all working out. I think these things are interesting. I, I can't wait until you can go out and about. And then one of the cooler questions will be, <laughs> hey, uh, what was the craziest place you were recognized? But that'll be that'll come another time. That'll Mike and Kimmy another... were recognized once in Target hey. with, Ma with oh, masks Target? on. And someone took a picture with them or whatever. I was like, oh, I can't believe it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. I think that that would be cool. Again, maybe some of my um, like nerves and trepidation about all this do have to do with the fact that it did come during the lockdown and there is yeah. no there is no traditional for me yeah. you know it's like i do i feel a lot of nerves because of the way the world is so i'm like yeah you know enjoyment like what what's enjoyment like <laughs> i i just recently got into a new game that i've been playing more and because travis has convinced me to like to to hire more help and to like get a little bit of help with this like i've had a, just a little bit of time and i've been enjoying playing more like gaming more with the kids and doing that because because for a while it was just all work and um, no play so I think that's an important thing to try to to try to do as well. It's kind of fun to think about all the larger YouTubers that your kids watch, maybe you watched, and now are your peers and that you yeah. even have done some collabs with. Tell us about what that was like when you realized that these people that uh, you know your kids have been watching and stuff for a long time now know who you are and and kind of enjoy <laughs> your content. I would say mind blowing for sure. I mean, it's like, it's crazy. I mean, I'm glad, honestly, for the vlogs that we have tried to do while we're doing gaming to try to share what it's like on this side. I would do more if I had another set of hands and another brain because I would love to share it. And any limitation I have on sharing more vlog stuff is just like time related. It's, it's like, it's crazy to do it all, but just mind blowing. Like literally you cannot wrap your mind around it. Maybe we'll get Cammy on the next one. I don't know if she'd be too nervous to do a podcast, but I do, you know, sometimes don't, I don't always know what it, what it feels like for her. Like I, that's just an excellent question for me to ask her as well, because I know she feels the same thing, like both excited and nervous. Like there's no part of it. That's just like, woohoo, like without being like, Oh my gosh, like I'm nervous. Uh, like when we did the collab with Megan, that was a great video. Megan plays did a video with Cammy and we surprised her. Travis came up with the idea and you're a genius because we were going to do the collab and you're like, why don't you make it a surprise? Because that's what you guys do best. And I was like, yes, that's so, so, so genius. And it played out amazing. It was, I think to this day, our most popular video. So um, to do it is just, it's just insane to, to, you know, I mean, we've got like, we've got, uh, there's a ton of YouTube. We got lots of people's merch. Like I'm still like, I, I, I got other people's merch and, and I'll like be like folding the kids clothes or something like hanging up in the closet. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, these are our peers. Like it's just insane. It's totally insane and exciting. Um, it's exciting to to meet new people and play with new people. Uh, Cam Kimmy did the trader tournament, which was like at time, Creecraft was on there, hyper, like like Megan, uh Kristen Ple like all these people were in it and like we were so mind blown. We were like so mind blown to to have done that and to to be part of it. And it's cool to be a family. It's cool that Kimmy's still young. And doing this, I love that she's, you know, she's a girl and she's a tough girl. You know what I mean? She's like trying to do her best. Um, and, and it's awesome. And it's mind blowing. That 
is an incredible journey for such a young person. And I think yeah. one of the coolest things that stuck out to me was that the fact that she's learning these life skills uh, as well. Uh, the, this game allows you to go in and create these items. And that's something that I, I wouldn't know. I play games. You know, I, <laughs> yeah. I edit videos. I don't know how to go into a program and, and render items out of thin air. Yeah, it's 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 it is crazy. It's crazy. It's cool. It's um, it's cool to sort of have that little bit of validation that okay, there's that kind of two schools of thought. Like some people are like technology, internet, social media, like it's all gonna rot our brains, right? And then right. and then there's the other side where you're like, oh oh, it's you know um, it's it's amazing. Like it, it can be positive. Um, you know, that's, that's what I always wanted to believe. But then somewhere in the back of your head, you're like, what, just what if this isn't the right thing to do? And then when I see how much she's learned, I'm like, wow, you know, that's incredible. If you learn things, you know, that complicated when you're young, as you keep learning, you're just, you're learning even bigger concepts um, and learning how to do things uh, that are pretty amazing. Because, Life is about learning. I mean, we go to school to learn. Uh, we, why not learn from what we do for fun? Graphic design, for example, is like incredibly fascinating. If you're into art, um, how could you not get into digital art? You know what I mean? It's just like super, super cool that there's so many different, you know, things that you can do related to technology. Um, and uh, she has done a great job of learning. I mean, just for, just for a kid. And she's not the only one. Like we've met a lot of people in game. You know, I've met people that have helped me out before. Like there's a there's a girl who's like a teenager who has done some help with my editing for like the past year. Her name is Lulu. She's uh her she's with the GFM band. Her and her sisters have been like in a um a girls like Christian heavy metal rock band they call Beauty Core since you know they were kids. And she helps edit. And I can't even believe where she's at. And that's an example of when you're young and you do it, like how your skill is just incredible. Um, and super level-headed and amazing. So I, I hope that that's like the direction Cammy goes one day. Those those kinds of skills, especially in this day and age, are are the ones that can get you really far in life. That's my belief. Anyway. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, you know, the world is changing. It's crazy. Um, we've got so many different opportunities. And I, I have thought in particular during COVID, it's really cool how people are still connecting through games because I know... I know it's so emotionally hard for people, but I feel like it's the one thing that has kept people connected to each other. Maybe not face-to-face and maybe face-to-face is better, but at least we have that. Absolutely. The The thing about YouTube is that we run into creators all the time who are like, why, why isn't my gaming channel growing? And we'll take a look. And the biggest mistake we see them making is not really settling on one game. And mm. even if they have, sometimes they just pick a game that isn't as popular as as it could be, like Roblox, yeah. one that has this massive global appeal. I, I like to say global. I don't really know that, but definitely Yeah, nationwide. no, definitely. We play with people all from all over. We've got friends from the UK that will be up late playing, and we're like, okay, it's late for us. We know it's <laughs> almost morning. You're going to have to get off, like... You know, I like mom everybody on there. I try, I try to sometimes because I'm like, you know, pe- definitely people from all over. It's awesome. For right. Sure. So how important then is it to for you, for your channel's growth and, and for what we could tell other other gaming channels out there, other aspiring gaming YouTubers? How important is it 
to have that niche to stick yeah. to that one game? Well, you know what? It's another awesome question because that is hugely, hugely important. Like I was saying about like looking back over the numbers and then sort of, you know, having these suspicions about why something worked. I would say, you know, that is why Sopo Squad Gaming worked um, because it was so popular. Like the game had, um, you know, hundreds of thousands of people playing at any given moment. Um, and it was popular and uh, people like watching videos on it. So when we chose it and and you and you can look at the yin and the yang, right? Like the the family channel, which I put a lot of heart and soul into, you know, the vlogs and kind of sometimes was a little broad with it, right? Like, so I was like, oh, okay. Um, sometimes this is like a style vlog because it's like I did some style on the on the Instagram. So I'd be like, oh, kid style, you know, like kids haircuts, like all these little things. And then I would also be like family challenges. So it was broad and it didn't work. Travis like has like was like right away was like helping me be like, come on, let's like, like narrow things up. Um, and it, and it kind of stinks because like, I think as people, you know, our interests like go like all over the place and like, I'll do this, I'll do that, I'll do this, I'll do that. <laughs> and when it comes to YouTube, especially at the beginning, there is a big benefit to finding that niche. And, um, there was another like sort of light bulb moment in all of this. I, when I reflect on it, when I, uh, I think about this, this thing, um, okay. So my daughter's in a, band she's she's done music lessons like a like a little music school near us and she's done it for a while and they they did some sort of project where they were recording a song all the there was a bunch of kids there all around her age um you know kind of kind of a, a range maybe the youngest ones were like seven eight all the way up to like some teenagers and stuff and um in between every moment of this recording like in a recording studio you're like oh this is so cool something's incredible sat on the recording something and like in between every moment, they were like huddled near a window trying to get Wi-Fi so they could play Adopt Me. <laughs> like, 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 like ignoring. They're like, hold on, hold on. I think there's a connection over here down the hall. And I was like, what? Like, <laughs> it, it wasn't about, you know, obviously being distracted kids, which I shouldn't have been, but just it was about Adopt Me in particular. Like we had already been gaming with it. We'd, I had seen, you know, like a solid year up until we blew up with it, we were, we were creating content on it because I saw something with it. But when I saw that moment, like, I was just like, you know, keep your eyes open. Sometimes I think, uh, that's a huge thing. I'm kind of like a, I don't know, self-help fanatic, read a few self-help <laughs> books in my days. Okay. And they all say like, don't, don't close yourself down to what could be like something special. You know what I mean? Like, like keep your eyes open to opportunities. That's sort of what I did. Like, it was like, I was thinking that at the point, like, no, wait, this like really is an opportunity. There's so many people playing it and you enjoy it. Like that's important too. It's hard to say because I wouldn't want to encourage anyone to go play a game they don't like, but I feel like make it authentic to you as well. Like, you know, I mean, I'm sure my, my husband wasn't like over the moon adopt me fanatic the first day he sat down in the chair to play it with my daughter, but um, they fell in love with it and, and kept doing things within the game that was interesting to them. Um, which is important too. Right. It's it's so important to be passionate about the yeah. content. Great. Yeah. It's and it's a tricky thing sometimes it, to figure out. <laughs> it sounds like you guys have it down. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we're trying. We're trying. Well, before we go, do you have any any final thoughts for for mm. the aspiring uh, gaming YouTuber out there? That if if you're doing gaming on YouTube, it's because you enjoy it. And that I think it's cool that gaming is 
been so huge on YouTube. I mean, obviously it was huge before we got there. And um, if people love to do it, like just keep doing what you love, find that balance between, you know, not going crazy, but also keeping your eyes open for um, the trends and, and, and spotting what those popular games are. And also finding, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be like the, the hottest game. Like maybe you're the next person to find what the next hottest game is, but it's about research. Travis has said that too, to me, like research is important. And when he said that, no one had ever even said that to me. I never thought like, uh, aside from just, you know, like maybe scrolling once or twice, you know, on trending or something like literally, you know, do some research, keep your eyes open to, to what's out there and to keep trying. Um, and, and to make, I don't know, make stuff super fun and authentic and be goofy, but you be serious. Like there's a lot of times where like with, with all our videos, like when we did the surprise, like if people are gaming with more than one person, like just surprise them. Like we do it all the time. You'll see a lot of different like surprise videos and like, they are 100% authentic. We are like sneaking around the house, whispering to one another when we're about to do something. Cause we like to add that um, little real world element in there too. So it just depends. I mean, you know, Adopt Me is a very like, uh, it, it, it's not like an individual person game. It's a, it's a game that involves that interaction. So the videos itself, you know, invo involve interaction as well, you know, between the other players. So if, if that's the kind of game it is, it's it just, you know, bring in the excitement. Well, Lizzie, I want to wish you an early congratulations on a million subscribers oh, thank you. <laughs> for your main channel. Thanks. That, I appreciate that's... that. I appreciate you, ha you having me. Yeah, no, thank you so much for being here. Uh, I know that's around the corner for you and your family. And uh, just, I, I wish you all the best. Thank you for doing this. No problem. Thank you. Thank you, Travis. Yeah, yeah. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Tube Talk, brought to you by vidIQ. Head over to vidIQ.com slash Tube Talk for today's show notes and previous episodes. Enjoy the rest of your video making day.